So welcome to Scareberia. Episode 11. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Yes, guys, you can hear we have some awesome guests today. This is episode 11. We are excited. We have our second interview, which is pretty exciting for us. And no, the last time was with Steph at uh, the Old Angel Inn. This is our third interview. So yes, we have a special guest. We do have the Paranormal Spirit Speaker. So welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you very much. (laughs) So we have a few guys here. So if you guys want to introduce yourself. I'm Chantel. And yes, Brittany C is here. Brittany A unfortunately couldn't make it. So Brittany C is here. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. (laughs) So the Brittany's. So we just call you the Brittany's. Do you guys ever get the Brittany's? Yeah. Yeah. Brittany Squared, yes. Brittany Squared. (laughs) That's awesome. So like I said, we have Lucy, Brittany, C, Chantel, and Brittany A is not with us, but she is with us in spirit. Wow. Yeah, definitely. That was, sorry, I had to go there. That, that I went there. So, so funny. Oh, so, guys, we are excited to have this is actually our first paranormal team yes, yeah. we have on our podcast. So, nice. I know. So, you guys are our first ones. Woohoo! <laughs> We're really excited about this. Yeah. So, yes, it's a it's a new adventure. We're saying 2019 is a, an exciting year for Scareberia, going big and beyond. So, I'm going to let you guys. Kind of introduce yourself and where you guys are and who you guys are. One start, Britt. <laughs> so it's always really hard talking about yourself. Basically, I haven't been doing this for very long, but um, oh my gosh, did you burn yourself? Are you okay? <laughs> I did. <laughs> my tea. We forgot we were on camera for a second. Grace and I, for our listeners, usually have a cup of tea while we're doing this. Yeah. And I guess oh, maybe no. the water a little too hot and poor Grace burned herself. But we're video chatting with the lovely ladies from the Spirit Seekers. It's okay. So. For all of our friends, I know who I am. I am the clutziest person. I do this all the time. So I cut myself with paper consistently and just... You want a glass of cold water? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. Sorry. I reset that. So how about you guys? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, um, this is kind of new to us, but we were definitely excited to be doing this. And uh, I haven't been doing this for very long, but I enjoy it. And I'm excited to see where, you know, the new things I'm going to experience this year and... Um, yeah. Awesome. So I've always been interested in the paranormal, but I, I'd never really pursued like doing investigating. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I did one investigation and I was just hooked. So. Well, and which first investigation was that? Hillview Manor. <gasps> Hillview Manor. Oh, that's on my bucket list. Oh, it's it's good. Okay. It's worth it to go to. And we're actually thinking of going back there this year. <gasps> oh, actually, Beth has never been on an investigation yet. So that's something that, we have. That's a must. To, I know, and uh, she's slowly getting into this. I'm, but uh, she's I, I, uh, I have a few requirements before I'll go. <laughs> yes, on a she has to douse herself in holy water <laughs> and have lots of crosses yeah. and everything. And there needs I, to be a full bathroom. I feel like there's always one in the group. That would be Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, you and me. She's like our our like protector yeah like she's always reminding us okay do we have like our we have like a a, like a mini statue of saint benedict oh Oh, that's good and we have all these little you know like patron saint charms that we carry in our pockets and we have holy water we have sage so we have like a whole bunch of must wear must have fully protecting yourself yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like because we all have different you know years of experience and amounts of experience that i think you do need somebody in the group who is grounded with, mm-hmm. with all that. And that is definitely Lucy. Yes. Um, she's definitely the protector. And, and I, she's also sort of like the mother of the group in a way. 
<laughs> She's the oldest in the group there. I said it. <laughs> so, Lucy, you and she I have a lot in common. Don't worry. I'm the same way. So, <laughs> so she's actually my aunt. Oh, so no this way. Is, this is Brittany C. speaking. So, Lucy is my aunt. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So, yeah, so, we, yeah, so she's related to me. The rest of us are just friends. But, yeah, so she's sort of like the mother of the group, always, you know, making sure we have our, our protection. Keeping them out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's actually going to lead us to our next question was, mm-hmm. I was going to ask, like, how did Paranormal Spirit Seekers come about? So we all came from, you know, having experiences and wanting to actually go out and investigate. So me and Brittany, A, were part of Bay, another team. And then, you know, Lucy and Brittany C. wanted to, yeah, Brittany C, <laughs> they wanted to come and, you know, experience that and they were interested in that. So definitely you know, start our own team. And I think we have a good relationship and just being able to, you know, have laughs and just enjoy each other's company. So I think that made a great group for us. So yeah, we came about maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. As a whole team. So yeah. But we had all like each had our own experiences from like long before that. Yeah. But it was all investigators before that, but it was just a matter of getting, getting like all of us together and stuff. Okay. Hmm. Discovering that we all had those interests and being like, hey, well, we all know each other, so why don't we just become a group sort of thing? Well, it's funny you say that because I find that, you know, it's the same thing Beth and I. Beth and I met, we're both educators, and we both found we have this love of everything spooky. Love of everything spooky and the paranormal, like, um, and this is how our podcast came about, which is working as colleagues, friendship, and then this came about, just Mm. the same thing, because I find that, it's not always easy to open yourself up to people and tell them, hey, so do you believe in ghosts? Because people kind of look at you like, um, okay, you're crazy and be, uh, yeah. get your ass away from me because you are crazy. And so there's not a lot of people who you can open up to. That's awesome that you guys found each other. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I think you can't have that conversation with a lot of people. Mm-hmm, I feel like they do true. have to be interested in Mm-hmm. In the paranormal, it's hard to talk to people who don't believe it or haven't had experiences. So it was really easy for us just to get along and share our experiences and share them together. So it was nice. Yeah, that's exactly what I found, that it is hard to find. It's hard to find to open up without the judgment. And, you know, and you're trying to like, hey, so I've had this experience before. And people kind of look at you like, my husband is the same. Like, he is a non-believer God bless him and love him, but he just does not believe in this stuff at all. And he just kind of like, yeah, okay, you're crazy. But when I have a friend that I can confide in and say, you know, I've had this experience, this is what happened to me. Instead of feeling quote unquote crazy, I don't like to use that word all the time, but it feels good that somebody says, you know what? I've had some experiences similar to that. And so having people they can talk to is amazing. And it's good to share that. Oh yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. so I found that. Yeah, so. well, we've all dealt with the naysayers and the people that are just like, you know, oh, but it's all in your head and you, you have an active imagination. And are you sure you really seen that? Are you sure you really heard that? And then you show them the proof on an EVP or something and they're like, oh, it was this. And they have an answer for everything, yeah. right? Yes, yes. So, we have a project like that, yep. There's also another spectrum where people will have experiences and are too scared to believe it and go forward saying, you know, I don't believe in the paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to try to debunk too, though. Like, it's good to always try to not to just think that everything that you're experiencing is that, like to look for what, 
you know, like, cause we've been in places before where there was one place we were at where we heard a lot of scratching in the walls or like on the ceiling or something oh. just kind of around us. And then we saw raccoons. So we were like, maybe <laughs> yeah. it was the raccoons. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, sometimes you have to be like, okay, maybe yeah. it really was something, but that reminds yeah. oh, we, uh, we did an interview with it to Black Creek with the gophers. Oh yes. Yeah. And it was, uh, they were saying people were hearing these reports of like scratchings in places, bumping, seeing shadows and bumping. And it ended up that the, the gophers would eat the fermented apples that had fallen and get a little Drunk. tipsy off of them. And oh so these gophers would be running into <laughs> the buildings. And, yeah. So they'd be doing, yeah, run into oh. buildings. So, cause you know, Black Creek does, they did ghost walks there. And uh, so they would hear it thumping and bumping all the time and people were getting paranoid and freaked out and it being just drunk gophers. Wow. <laughs> you never know what you're going to Eating do. fermented apples. Who would have thought that? But I know it's a funny thing. But this is amazing that you guys found each other and you guys have been going to these places. Now, my question is, what is the scariest place that you guys investigated so far? Mm-hmm. I think it's different for all of yeah. us. It's definitely different for all of us because some of us have done places that others haven't. And then also some of us have had experiences at places where one of us felt nothing and then one of us was freaking out. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on um, the person. I would say mine would be Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Western West Virginia. Been there. Yeah, that place is amazing. It's by far one of my favorite places. So did you guys investigate the medical buildings or the original building? Uh, we did uh, both actually. Oh, yeah, I only did the medical buildings and yeah. that was an interesting, but I didn't feel anything. I just thought it was like creepy, but just mm. like, there was a big group of us and then the four of us split apart and we ended up just being four of us. But yeah, yeah, trying to get it, the feeling that place is very interesting. We actually seen a full shadow person walk from one room to the other. So that was interesting. Yeah, that was my place. That, that sounds was. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Beth just looked at me. She's like, no, no. not even that no. one. Okay, so Transalinga, what's another place you guys have found to be active and terrifying? I kind of liked Iron Island. Um, yeah. We got some good EVPs on that. Yeah, we had a lot of really good um, spirit box EVPs on there. Like, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of angry voices there. <sighs> See... That is like probably by far the scariest place I've ever been to and investigated. Now, I've been trying to get Beth there for a while. Uh, my friends and I went a couple years ago. We went for Memorial Day, our Remembrance Day. The owner shut off the lights, shut off the heat so we can get the full feeling of it. And we actually, plus they were doing some renovations. So a lot of this place in the back, you guys remember the back chapel where they had the little chapel in the back of the chapel. There's like a little office. Yes. yes. And then there's that the creepy, attic. creepy attic. Yes. See, it's so good you guys know that. So we were there, and it being just five of us, my friend Jay, Karen, myself, the owner, and the owner's friend who is a radio host for a radio station in Buffalo. And we were walking around. It was just the five of us. We walked around. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We decided to go, okay, let's see. Everything was fine. Nobody was there. But they had the attic open because they were doing some renovations up there. They were putting some insulation. So my friend Jay walked up this, the ladder, checked it out to see if anybody was up in the attic. Nobody was there. Then we decided to go back down to sit down to, you know, start an investigation. Just two of the three people are standing on a, on the couch. And then my friend and I were sitting on the floor. We had the EMF detector and uh, we were sitting there. We we're just having a conversation. All of a sudden we hear a <laughs> running right across above us. And we saw basically a drywall dust fall in front of us. And there was nobody else there. 
And we all just kind of looked at and ended up being three people on the couch, ended up being five people on the couch. We were so terrified. We all just kind of jumped on the couch and we just sat there frozen, absolutely in fear because I've never seen or experienced anything like that. I actually, when we were at Iron Island, I remember um, we were all in one room and then I had the camera and I walked out into the hallway and I didn't walk too far down. I kind of just walked like maybe towards like the next room and I felt something touch my arm. We actually have the video footage where you can actually like hear me go (gasps) and then like step back. Like Mm -hmm. you can actually like see the moment where I felt like something touch my arm. And it was weird because it was like, it felt almost like static, like tingly. Hmm. Like, it didn't feel like a hu- like a human hand, but I could tell that something had, like, touched my arm. Wow. So it was really weird. But I wasn't, like, that place didn't really, like, terrify me. I would say, like, it scared me, but it wasn't the most terrifying for me, per se. That's the opposite for me. I could not wait to get out of that place. Huh. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that it was, like, so dark. Yeah. And we've been to Ohio State and Tala and everywhere, but... I don't know. Iron Island really affected me and uh, I just couldn't wait to leave there. So, wow. So Beth's face is like, okay, so (laughs) it is somewhere you should check out. Oh yeah. So it sounds like you guys have been all over the map. How do you guys decide which locations you want to investigate? I feel like we sit down at the beginning of the year and that's what we're doing now. Which is what we're doing today (laughs) is we investigate, not investigate, sorry, look into places and, see how much they are and what times we can go in and investigate. And then we figure out, or we have an Excel spreadsheet where everybody puts their dates in that they're available. And then we just go off of that. So right now we're looking into Hillsview, Iron Island, uh, the Ottawa jail, a couple of unique things. Madison up, Seminary, so. yeah. Old Stone Fort. Oh, wow. uh, we're, we're looking at the USS Sullivan. So it's okay, like a boat yeah. that they have um, in like a, a naval park, I think. Yeah, yeah it's in mm-hmm. Buffalo. So a lot of times, too, like, we look for what's close. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're, we're willing to venture, but, you know, if we can find closer places, that's better, right? And I feel like with Ontario and with Canada in general, a lot of the specific locations we want to go to is all old by the government. So yes. we can't mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. Dundurn Castle, we can't get in. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're experiencing yeah. So a lot of that as it, well. It yeah. does suck. We do have to go to the States a lot, okay. but... It's good. So it is good. I, and I agree because it is good. You know, my background is uh, social work and disability studies. And before it was closed down, we actually went a few times to Heronia Institute. Mm. And that place, if you guys are familiar with it up in Heronia there, it just it's notoriously known as just a lot of deaths happen there. Part of the cemetery is now where the OPP building is. So right. they would do and they remove and a lot of the bodies, individuals who did pass away were never claimed. And so these bodies were just basically forgotten about. And it's a sad, so the government here in Canada, what they did obviously in 2010, when all the institutions closed down, they just basically foresees them and just held them. And now they're just building sitting there. As in the States, they go to private sale and people can buy them. Like Sharon from uh, Rolling Hills. She bought yeah. it and she opened it. So it's unfortunate and fortunate we don't have that. And sometimes I wish we did do that here because instead of hiding the shame of institutions, what you do is reopen them and show them like they did in trans mm-hmm. where you had, you know, the hospital where they had the wing of mental health. They should do the same thing here. Personally, I think not just for the paranormal aspect, but for society and for the rest of society to see like, yes, this what happened 
But you know what? Mental health is a stigma. Disability is not a stigma. Let's change the narrative. And like by opening these institutions, I think will allow that narrative to be open to a positive one. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. And then why not make extra money and open up to investigators like you? Yeah. Yeah. I know. We'd love that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're still a bit behind the curve up here in Canada, though, for paranormal acceptance. I we do. I think we are. But but, but, but we're just, I I think it just depends on the government and who is in government and just what's in fashion. I truly do believe that. But, you know, that's just me. But Yeah, I feel like it's more open in the States. Yeah, Um, absolutely. It's more open and it's honestly. There's a lot more people, too. There's a lot more people, yes. So that, but it's also like we know that it does make money, too, right? It is a money business, and you claim that something's haunted, people are going to line up, and they're going to go to it. It's true. Exactly. I'm one of those people, so <laughs> I'm just like, yes. I know. Us, too. Yeah, we, we totally are those people. Yeah. I know. See? Let's find somewhere and buy it and rent it out. That oh, would be cool. be amazing. That'd be so See? Cool. That'd be so cool. So you guys mentioned EMF spirit box before. Could you maybe just talk a little bit about some of the equipment you use for our listeners who aren't so familiar with the paranormal equipment? Sure. Right now we do have the SLS, um, which if you watch uh, Ghost Adventures or any of those types of paranormal shows, you'll see that they're using this machine and it maps out a green figure if something is standing beside that. Um, we do oh, have uh, recorders, cameras, sorry, the spirit is, box. Is we are using, portal. yeah, we have the portal. So the portal is kind of like a fancier, bigger, better working spirit box Mm -hmm. in a sense. So it has like the thing, like an amplifier in it that amplifies the sound better than just like the tiny spirit box. Yeah. We used to have like an ovulus, but we got rid of it. We just found that we weren't really sure the credibility of it and it wasn't really like our most exciting piece of equipment. So we sold that and then bought our SLS camera, which we like, we love. No. Um, so we, we also, also use the parabolic here. Which yeah. Is- oh, the parabolic's very cool. So it's also your view love. Okay. The parabolic ears, like, there's like a love hate relationship with them because they are so amazing, but they're so terrifying. Like when you are wearing them and you hear something right beside mm-hmm. you, you you don't know. You're terrified, but but it's like an adrenaline rush, yes. right? That, that was so you don't really know what to feel, but mm-hmm. and we also just purchased the Huff Paranormal. It's kind of like the portal. It's just a little bit more clear. So we're in the stages of testing that out. So we'll have some some reviews on that coming up. Okay. We also have those flashlights that have, like, the grids on it so that um, you yeah, set it up. Awesome. And then, yeah, the laser grids. So mm-hmm. if something walks by, then, you know, you can kind of see mapped out what, what exactly the shape of whatever it is. That one's cool, but I find that that one's cooler for larger places. Yes. If you set it up at the end of a really long hallway, um, it's good for that. Okay, so my question is next, kind of going on this. Because of a lot of these places you go to, we've talked about this in our podcast before, and I said where you are, you sit on the school of how residual compared to, like, intelligent hauntings. Now, when you use a lot of this equipment, like you said, you'll get some good reactions. It's a lot of the stuff that you find either residual or intelligent. It's kind of a mix of both, yeah. I would say. Like, we've heard water dropping when, no, like, none of the taps are working. Like, there's no running water in the building. That would be, like, considered a residual mm-hmm. haunting because it's mimicking what was once happening, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't actually investigate this particular place, but one day, um, Lucy and I, we stopped at this place called um, Letchworth Village, I think, and it's in New York, And so basically we kind of trespassed and went in there and 
So we were in there and we kept hearing this. It was like a siren. It was a siren. And like this was in a really secluded remote area where they didn't have anything like that around it. And we kept hearing this siren and we, we were like, why are we hearing this when there's nothing here and there's no one here? And then we ended up seeing that Ghost Adventures had gone there and they kept hearing that same siren at like three in the morning. Really? And we had heard it at like 11 in the afternoon. So we were kind of like, okay, that's really weird. That is weird. So that was like yeah. a really creepy residual. But they were also saying that the town, that sound didn't come from the town. Like there wasn't anything in that town that would make that yeah, sound. Would make that sound. Like it wasn't like a. Like an alarm or. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We also heard at one of the places we were at, I think it was at Wildwood, there was a story of one of the patients falling down the stairs. And when we were wearing the parabolic ears, we kept hearing the sound of somebody falling downstairs. Oh. So we thought that's really strange because none of us were falling downstairs. <laughs> and uh, see, that so was that would be me. That would be my spirit ghost, like that's falling down the stairs or falling up the stairs because I'm so klutzy. Like I said, that'd be me. Yeah, I'm sure if you were to like investigate my house later on, once I pass, if people were like. Let's check out this house is haunted. All you've just been here is me swearing and dropping things <laughs> and tripping and falling and burning my mouth with tea. <laughs> just swearing. Yeah, Lucy is our um, clumsy one of the group. Yeah. I think you oh, Lucy might Lucy, be kindred spirits. Kindred spirits, girl. <laughs> we, we have some good evidence on what was it Fort Ontario yeah if you that watch video? our Fort Ontario video we actually have her falling on on camera <laughs> it's quite funny and yeah <laughs> that is super amazing okay do you guys feel that also do you guys believe in the whole school thing of limestone and certain buildings hold an energy because of the ley lines and water locations and power grids do you find if you've been investigating those places that they amplify for you i would say yes yeah like i we haven't really done much research into that but i mean there was a place we went to that was built over an old stream basically like it was kind of um i guess over time because people were building over it it no longer was like i don't know exactly what happened there but I remember the owner of the place telling us about that, about how certain types of stone and, and flowing water can carry energy. Mm-hmm. And like when you think about it, it makes sense. I think it's a possibility. I, I don't I don't know like 100 percent, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe in that because like certain places we, we just did. Was it, well, obviously, you guys are familiar because you guys out west there that um, I mean, west in Toronto, because I forgot to ask you guys are located in Mississauga. Brampton, oh, Brampton. Okay. Bradford, Oakville, yeah. Okay, so um, for those who don't live in Toronto um, location, so that is just west of Toronto. So we are familiar with that place, and because you guys obviously are west-ish kind of way, uh, west of Toronto, you guys have obviously investigated um, the Hermitage Ruins. Yes, we've been there. Yeah, so because we know we're talking because a lot of the, um, the building and everything is made of limestone, so that's yeah. why we always talked about that and just... You know, all the research we've done and I've been doing for years because um, I'm very excited and I love to research on the paranormal. So a lot of the stuff I came across about limestone being a conductor of energy and just basically amplifying anything for paranormal will kind of use that as an energy tool or yeah. battery, I guess you can say. I think it's just all the creepy cult people there, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, Beth just thinks all the creepy cult people just hanging around. Yeah. The hermitage, <laughs> just waiting. In their cloaks, <laughs> all creeping out. But that's but that's just us. Another thing I was going to ask you guys too is, have you had anything follow you 
before or you feel like you had something following you or you had a presence like or residual kind of feeling when you've left a certain location and you've gone home okay so when we went to iron island this was back in may of last year please we came home it was a sunday and on the tuesday when i went into my closet i noticed that my attic in my closet i guess the flap or the the board had lifted up and moved over now it lifted up about 20 inches because it was kind of like a tube so this board would have had to lift up about 12 inches and then off to the side and when i went into my bedroom closet my attic was exposed i've lived in this house for 15 years it's never happened and you know people are like trying to muck it saying it's the wind and i'm like it's in your closet like it's a very heavy piece of wood so like for the wind to do that like heavy like even my kids had a hard time lifting up this board and moving it to the side so i don't know like i don't know if something followed me Remember you went to the medium and she said something attached to something? Well, it was really funny because then I went to the medium and she had told me that I had a spirit attached to me and she couldn't read me. So she had to cleanse me first and then she was able to read me. Wow. And I just bought him back. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, you, did you feel anything that yourself? Like, were you lethargic? Were you tired? Were, did you did mood change? change up front. Really? That's scary. Like that is, that it might is scary. not have been like, my theory is like, maybe it wasn't a negative spirit then, but I mean, I personally have never felt anything follow me home. Like I've had, I've been creeped out at places, but we always sage and do and use holy water and those other things. And mm-hmm. once we do that, like I normally feel content, but I think that particular investigation, we hadn't saged after we left. No, we didn't. We were just kind of new as a group. Like that was our first investigation as a group. So we didn't do any of those like special um, rituals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that could be why that happened. Wow. I find it creepy. And I find that's, that's what apprehension people, why I don't yeah. want it. Like my friends are like, you're, that's why I don't want to do Exactly. My friends, my, a lot of my friends are like, girl, you crazy. You go in these places. Cause I'm like, I have always loved this stuff and I've always like gone to like, you know, all over like in Europe, I've been to many places in Asia. And, and so any place I have an opportunity, just like in just this last month, my husband and I went to New Orleans for my birthday and we stayed at the Andrew Jackson hotel, which is notoriously haunted. And my friends are all like, why'd you choose? I'm like, well, A, it's a historic building. It's got a lot of history. I'm like, B, because it's haunted. And my friend's like, of course. <laughs> and and we actually met the owners. And they're like, what drew you to? I'm like, because it's haunted. And I'm like, I'm telling you, haunted makes it crazy. But my friends, to my girlfriend's thought, I'm like, you're just crazy for wanting to actually go there. I'm like, why not? But that's just me. I was kind of hoping you would have. We found when we were doing some of our shows lately that a lot of ghost hauntings have ghosts that fold laundry so I was kind of hoping yes. for you there I was hoping we'd have another one that folds laundry or tidies up but yeah that your story is much freakier yeah much, much freakier we try to find um places that are haunted to stay in when we go places see yeah let's just have a, an entirely haunted weekend you know <laughs> everywhere we go is haunted why not make it a theme you know some people do Hawaiian some people do Polynesian yeah, we'll just do haunted. haunted yeah I'm not for that at Wildwood for the night and slept there. That was so we had tents and air mattresses and we wow. went we went full on like camping in there and it was wow. Just like, yeah. These ladies are just like go for it. That's you amazing. Much we braver actually, than I. We had a camera going overnight, like pointed at where we were sleeping, and you can actually hear a growl. Like you can hear growling. 
Yeah. And then and then you see like the flashlight going off by itself. So that was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure it went off like 22 <laughs> times. Yeah. Okay. You ladies are much braver than I. You hear growling and light flashing. You're like that's cool. I'm like that is terrifying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> are much braver than I. We didn't actually hear it. Yeah, we slept through oh, it. So it's not okay. Slept through. We're like, eh. Like oh, the, the ghosts, the spirits could have been dancing on our tent, and I would have been like, whatever, I was sleeping. Like. <laughs> so now I got all I have is a vision of a Blair Witch project where they're in the tent, and that's what I'm picturing. The Blair Witch just coming out and talking to him, like, girl, that's got to get up now. Your battery's running out. No. Oh, see, I, I just, I love that stuff, but I'm just like, we just did, like I said, the Andrew Jackson, and it's has five ghosts of children there, and one of them oh. likes to touch the feet. And I don't like my feet to be touched. Oh my God, me neither. So <laughs> I'm like alive or dead, but more so dead. Like he feels yes. cold, clammy hands on you. are like, nope, no, no. no. Yeah. So Liz, I want to ask you ladies, what is your opinion on ghost children? Because I know that's something that's talked a lot and debated a lot. We see there's like, there's like this apprehension. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, to be honest, scares me a little more than like ghost adults. <laughs> I think just because like, well, first of all, like it kind of makes me sad too, that this Mm -hmm. was a child that died. So it's like, you're kind of depressed about it. Right. Yeah. You're kind of like, Oh, I'm making contact with a child, but it's like, Oh, but it's a child, you know, so you feel like sad. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's that whole thing about how people will say that it's demonic and that Mm -hmm. all children go right to heaven and they don't stay here and whatever. I think communicating with children are easier because they're more open. Yeah. They're open. I mean, their souls are pure, so it's easier for us to communicate with them. And we do use a lot of trigger objects, so yeah. that seems to help. Like, I wouldn't say we think that every every child spirit we've communicated with has been demonic. But I'm not saying that there's no possibility that an adult spirit can manifest as a child spirit to kind of, like, disguise themselves. Like, I don't know. There's a yeah, whole bunch of ways it of, could. Do you get, I think it's different theories. So that's exactly because, as Beth mentioned, yeah. that... People believe that either A, they're demonic and it's not really a child. It's something else taking the form as a child in order to attract or to allure somebody like an innocent bystander. And that's how people will get, quote unquote, possessed or taken over because this child ghost is basically lured this person to their lure them in. Yeah. Yeah. I think every place we've been to has had a child spirit. I'm pretty sure there hasn't been any that we've gone to where there wasn't like a known child spirit there. Like we don't know if we've communicated with them every time, but we had a really good communication with a child spirit at um, Fort Ontario. And we actually, we brought a little ball. It was like a little soccer ball. Mm -hmm. And we actually caught it roll off of a mantle and roll across the floor like slowly Hmm. Like at a pace that someone would purposefully move it slowly at. Like it was very, um, that was pretty cool though. Like that to me didn't feel like anything negative or demonic or anything. But I feel like we went to Virgin House last year and we were told that there was a serial killer that used to live on that land or something like that. And they actually killed a child and put him in the walls. And I feel like Brittany had the most hardest time in that house yeah this Brittany not the other yeah. one <laughs> yeah she yeah. had the most hard I actually avoid like talking about that investigation like I like yeah. to pretend it didn't happen because it was that awful like coincidentally we didn't get any evidence but the whole time we were there I didn't want to be there like I just wanted to get in the car and drive away and forget about it like it was just awful like it was like she switched into another person yeah like like I remember not being able to really like 
like normally I, I'm like very talkative and it would be like, they would be asking me questions or like we would be setting up and I wouldn't, it's like, I couldn't talk. Like I felt like I couldn't talk. And I, I just felt like I wasn't there. Like I was physically there, but my mind was like somewhere else. She was very effective. Yeah. Like they were actually kind of creeped out. <laughs> like I remember Chantal kind of being like, okay, like what's wrong with you? Like what's going on? And I, and I, and I just remember like not even answering at some points, like just kind of like not even being able to like, it was just really weird. It was just... And Bertie is usually the one that's like, okay, guys, like, I'll go in the basement, or, like, let's do this, and let's do that. Yeah. And at that house, she was just... I just sat there, yeah. and, I, and I, I don't even... I don't even remember if I recorded anything. I don't remember if I took pictures. Like, I was just not there. Wow. And I was fine, like, the weekend when we were going up there. Like, I was fine. It wasn't like I started out the weekend like that. Like, it was like, as soon as we got on that property, I was like, no. I even said, before we even brought our equipment in, I was like, I don't want to be here. Really? But because, like, we had paid already, I was like, um, okay, we paid to be here. I got to get my money's worth. But I didn't like that place. And yeah. I wouldn't go back. Like, there's nobody that could convince me to go back there. That's a shame. I'm so sorry. It's funny how certain locations can affect one person and not the next. Yeah. Because that's happened to Beth and I. We've been to different places. Um, When we've done interviews, I like, we go on these locations and uh, I'll like, I will like say, I'm like, I don't like this place. Or Beth is like, I don't like this place. I'm like, oh, I feel fine. And Beth doesn't like it. She has a complete opposite reaction to what I'm having. Mm -hmm. We experience that a lot because there's four of us and we usually, like it's normally me and Chantel that have the, we seem to be the most affected almost yeah. by, by places that we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if Chantel, like Chantel, for example, didn't like Iron Island and I felt okay at Iron Island. And then mm-hmm. it was the opposite for Virgin House. Like she felt okay at Virgin House and I felt like just totally off. I think it depends on the person and it depends on the place. But have you guys ever investigated Shanley Hotel? We want to so bad. That that oh, place? So many messages. Yeah, we've tried to get into contact with them, but I know that they were doing reservation uh, reservations. Oh, my gosh. They've been doing... <laughs> like, construction. Their renovations. They've been doing that for a while. I went there about five years ago. It's pretty... Uh, that I actually got touched in the basement. Really? I got poked. I got poked in the basement. <laughs> actually, they up for full-time tours now, though. <laughs> yeah. Beth, again, she's like, she's just not her head. It was one of those crazy... Uh, nights it wasn't a really crazy night my girlfriend and I drove up from Toronto and my friend he's actually from uh North Carolina he's he's got his own investigating team so we decided three of us like oh let's go we went on a Sunday we decided to go for the weekend and we got there we set up our equipment and again base equipment we just had the camera I had my EVP recorder and we just have it sitting there and we're having a conversation and my back was turned towards where there's a kind of like a dirt wall and I had my elbow sitting place on the chair and I felt this something poke my finger, like my elbow and my move, my arm moved. Like my arm actually moved. Like I can actually feel it and see it. And uh, my first reaction was like, okay, I must be tired. So like, you know, you kind of like your logic kind of kicks in and you're like, okay, it's maybe I'm just tired. My nerves are just like probably shot. I'm thinking maybe just like a twitch or whatever, but I actually sat there and it was in my head, and I'm just staring. My friend is having this conversation. He's talking to me. Actually, I was talking to him. I stopped talking during this whole conversation because I felt this, and I got up, and I freaked out. I said, something touched me. He's like, I'm like, something bleep touched me, and I got up. I was trying to explain to him. He's like, no. I'm like, no, Sebastian, something touched me, and he has this all record because we found out that because it was a brothel, it was, you know, a bootlegger run place, and the mafia went there. 
the guy, one of the guys who was trying to swindle, they ended up shooting and he died in that basement and he died where I was sitting. Wow. And so his body was basically, that's where his body was left for a bit. And that's where I, my back was turned towards him. I guess his body was. And that's when I got touched. Oh my gosh. So that was a freaky thing. So, and again, that place, man, that, that feeling, cause it felt cool. You're walking like, yeah. But then you go to certain, like, cause it's got like three levels. You got the dirt floor basement. You got the main part, uh, the main floor where they had illegal gambling. And then upstairs, they had this kind of like secret passage where they had a brothel. And he actually, it was cool because it was just the three of us. We had the whole place to ourselves all night, the three of us. And so it was like pretty cool. And we just walked around in certain places we walked into that like the brothel. I did not like that feeling at all. It was like this very oppressive cold. Like it was November or October rather, but it was freezing cold in this place because they don't have heat but you know the difference between like there's no heat here but there's also just something was not there and did not yeah. like that feeling at all and the my friends um i guess obvious kept coming up and all i kept saying was satan 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 sorry can we just explain for that some people don't know what the ovulus is the, the ovulus is the that's the one with it because the words come up okay yeah so yeah. it's not the no that's freaked out by that one you guys, what, what is the name? Do you guys say use that one that makes that ch 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 sound? That's the spirit box. Is that the yeah. spirit? Okay. <laughs> I love that one. No, we're just going to call it the ch 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 box. Oh, it's terrifying. Sorry. Not I that like your story wasn't terrifying, but I would just add another level of Why would you want I would to love to go back there? there. I would love Why? to go back there. <laughs> just to see if I get touched again by the guy. By Satan? By Satan. <laughs> Jesus didn't touch me, but Satan did. Oh, boy. Gonna go to hell for that one, but <laughs> I'm the scaredy cat, obviously, of our duo. And we know we've heard talked earlier how Lucy was kind of the protection, the provider. Which one of you is the craziest one? And I mean that in a compliment way. The one who would do all the stuff I wouldn't like. The first one down to the basement. The first one saying, "Hey, this uh, is Satan. Let's go check it out." <laughs> well, honestly, I would say Brittany. A. Yeah, Brittany A. I don't think is scared of anything. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so the Britney, the Britney, the Britney, the Britney's. Yeah. yeah, so we're both the craziest. But I will say, though, I think Brittany A. is a little more ballsy than me because she <laughs> will go she will go into, like, a room by herself on a whole other floor. Like, she'll go wow. off. Like, whereas me, like, I can go in a room by myself, but I can't have everybody just go off and, and I don't know where they are because then I, then I get more scared, right? Like, I like to at least know if I'm alone somewhere that I know where everyone else is. Whereas Brittany A, if you give her a camera, she'll just go anywhere by herself. When we were at Ohio State, she went to solitary confinement by herself and sat in a cell really? for like an hour. Wow. So, see, that I would do as long as I knew the group was like on the same floor. Yeah. Yes. I you know, agree. Like, I've gone into like rooms by myself. Like I'll pretty much go anywhere in the building. Like Lucy doesn't like to go in the basement or the attic. So she's like, I'll go anywhere but the basement or the attic. Whereas me, like... If we don't do every room, I feel like we haven't had the full experience. So I'm like, basement is a must, like, attic is a must. Like, we have to go wherever we can get into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say um, Lucy's definitely more of, like, the protective, like, apprehensive one. Like, maybe we shouldn't go there. Or, and like, a chicken. <laughs> basically, yeah, I'm, like, nicely I'm nicely saying that she's a chicken. But <laughs> since she just said she's a chicken, then I can say she's, she's a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good to have a balance in a team because you need to have somebody that's going to, you know, kind of ground you and it's a good but to have different walks of life. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know what? If Brittany and I 
I did an investigation, just us two, we would probably end up going somewhere right, where we weren't allowed. We would probably end up trespassing. Like, we would just go. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I think there's a fine line on going by yourself. Mm-hmm, um, yes. It's a safety issue for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why we don't like it because we don't want, in case mm-hmm. God forbid, you know, like something happens, we want to know where everyone is. Mm-hmm. And if you are going by yourself, you need to have a walkie talkie. That, that's that's, that's just, it's just safe. See? Yeah. I'm not that crazy. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just totally gave me that mother disapproval look. Thanks. But no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, fact or facts. I know. I'm the same way. Like, I. I don't mind investigating. If there's, like, two of us, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that, too. As long as I have someone with me, I'll go anywhere. Exactly. And, I, and I've done that. And I just, and I've done it before at Transalligating where I was, like, one end of the floor and then people were on the other end just to get that feeling, just to see if, like, we catch anything. And that wasn't too bad knowing that I had other people around. I'm okay it's, if it's in daylight. I don't, like, if there's <laughs> lights on, I'm okay. But yeah, for like, some reason, I, once well, it's nighttime, nope. There are some places though where, like, let's say because I do um, photography too, so I'll go I'll go through the buildings with my camera during the day and get pictures. Mm-hmm. But there have been some places where I'm like, okay, someone has to come with me. Yeah. So true. even in broad daylight, it's like I find it hard to be on a floor alone sometimes, just because you can still see things and experience things in, in the daytime. Like it doesn't change the activity. It's just scarier at night, I think. The dark just kind of like amplifies it more. Mm-hmm. So you gave some good safety tips. Do you have any other advice from who are maybe starting off wanting to get into paranormal investigations? And Honestly, I think that you definitely need to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of skeptics will be like, well, why are you protecting yourself? You know, there's nothing there. But, I mean, we pray before we go into mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. We sage ourselves. We wear St. Benedict. We usually stop by Our Lady of Fatima. Whatever it's like works. a shrine in yeah. Buffalo. It's a huge church over there. So we usually go there, just bless ourselves, and it, it just it depends. Feel comfortable. Yeah. It depends, like, your religion. Your religion. Mm-hmm. It, it comes down to religion. If you're Catholic, then, you know, you pray and you, you know, you have the holy water and whatever. But if you're not Catholic, like, some people are just spiritual, right? Yeah. You, could, you could just sage. You could just wear crystals yeah. or, yeah. you and know. We do wear, you know, we do do Catholic things like pray and wear saints and everything like that but on the opposite side we do sage we do wear crystals so it kind of just let everything yeah whatever we think protects us yeah we do exactly i'm for that yeah i'd be like the guy from the mummy that has like every single thing he can possibly (laughs) wear on him just trying them all yeah (laughs) all the different (laughs) different different i'm catholic but i'm I'm covering all bases yeah both beth and i were both raised catholic and so we're the same way like i have i'm the same way like even my house, I grow my own white sage. I have holy water. I have crystals. I do the salt. I do even voodoo thing. My friend is a voodoo. Like, I actually have an iron coffin nail in my ground, in my house, just in case. Like, that was given to me as I moved in. Like, just, I'm like, hey, why not? It's like, you know, just covering all bases here, just in case. I agree with that. I think it's a good idea. So, um, with that, I said, first, uh, for the newbies, what two equipment pieces do you think people should have? Invest in cameras and recorders. Yeah, yeah. simple as if, that. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, if you're starting off and you want to hear things or see things, mm-hmm. definitely a good camera and a good recorder. Yeah, a good camera with good night vision, like yeah. IR lights on it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing is, you can have equipment that can show you more. You can have like, an, let's say, an SLS camera and you know um, a portal or a spirit box. But I mean, if you're not actually recording what you're getting, then you're not going to be able to review and find other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like we find a lot of our evidence is found after we've left and we've reviewed our cameras, reviewed our recorders. That's when we're like, oh, we didn't hear that at the time, but here it is on here, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like any any newbies, I think, need to start small. Start small. Yeah. Don't go buy an SLS camera or... No, sorry. Is the SLS camera the oh. one that looks like the Christmas lights that's all over, like the little green dot? Oh, that one, that's a laser. Oh, that's okay. a laser, yeah. yeah. The SLS camera is basically, um, it usually is like, um, well, ours is kind of different. You no, know, the Christmas lights, I think she's talking about a REM pod, isn't she? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. That might the be a REM pod. pod that you're thinking of with all the lights on it when you yeah. touch it and the lights go off. Yeah. yeah. That's a REM yeah. But the SLS camera, it just shows like um, sort of like a skeletal figure. It's usually in green and oh, it shows okay. the outline of whatever is there. If you yeah. actually look at our Fort Ontario or our um, Wildwood, you could see the SLS camera. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And I feel awesome. like for us, we learned a lot just through meeting people and learning off of them. So it's really important that you surround yourself with paranormal groups that can help you figure mm-hmm. it out. Because um, we, we started out with just, you know, cameras and recorders, but, and maybe like the spirit box. Yeah. Um, so we, we weren't aware of like what else was out there and what other things you can use. Mm-hmm. We actually, um, if you guys ever get out to Buffalo, there's a store there in uh, Depew. It's in, De- well, it's in Depew, New York, but it's near Buffalo. It's mm-hmm. called Paranormal Oddities. Okay. And it's, phenomenal the guy that runs the store his name is joe and he's just amazing he sells everything that a paranormal investigator will need and he also custom makes his own equipment and that's where we got our portal from so our portal was custom made by joe and scott so scott is um he's a member of this group called Soulsgate paranormal Mm -hmm. and we actually met them at iron island they um sort of like run iron island and they were the ones who introduced us to joe so we made a lot of good connections in buffalo and um it does get expensive yeah Yeah. you know those machines are not you know ten dollars or anything like that it is expensive so for paranormal teams getting started just start small you don't need to have this portal you don't need to have like all of this fancy equipment start small learn from you know your mistakes and what you want to change and then move up to the sls the portal and things like that okay that's good to know mm-hmm. we have just a few more questions before you let ladies go but i'm gonna ask where and what is your dream location what you guys love to go to oh my gosh we have waverly, hills. Hills. Yeah, there's a lot. waverly hills sanitarium is probably drove more. by that place it is crazy yeah, mm-hmm. I, to- I would love to go to Waverly Hills. I would love to go to Salem. <gasps> we were just there last year, Beth and I, yeah, and my friend, we amazing. actually did, but we didn't do it because we were around Halloween. It was like, we kind of made it our New Year's thing. So it was okay. great, but it was super busy. That was like my fourth, third time going to Salem. So mm-hmm. Salem. I have a long, really long list. Like I couldn't even tell you how many I have, but what I would really like to do, like as like a life goal for like paranormal investigating would be to go to Europe. Yeah. And investigate some places there, especially Ireland, because I know Ireland has a lot of creepy places. Yeah. So. Even the, uh, the Island of the Dolls, I would love oh, to do that. Yes. I want to, I I'd love to go there one day if I could Is be there. Is that one in Florida? No, I think it's in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's somewhere. I thought it was, yeah, probably the, that's something in the coast there. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That one's creepy. Yeah. 
Well, there we go. You guys can take it to abroad. Spiritual seekers can go to abroad. Yeah, Yeah, I would love to do one of those um, those Euro trips where you just hop on a train and do all the different uh, countries in there, but then also investigate haunted places at the same time. I think it's one of those three places that we're just trying to get through them and it just costs a lot of money. That's yeah. the downside. Yes. Like you don't really make money on it. You spend money. So it's like, ah, oh, like, yeah. how are we going to? And especially yeah. everybody having their full-time jobs, it is tough to get everywhere we want to go. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask that. You guys all have, obviously, jobs outside of this. This is more of, like, a passion for you guys. Yeah. 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 We feel it because the same with the podcast, you know, like, you know, it's a passion project. We love, like, you know, combine our education and the love for paranormal. That's what how our podcast came about. But it does cost money. Equipment and yep. just editing and this and that. Yeah. So we totally feel you guys. But we're with you. Like, And I say put it out to the universe, man. Put it out there that you guys can start this. And you guys can. Lucy, Lucy's been um, doing a lot of lottery tickets. Yeah. She, she's got her eyes on a $10,000 spirit box. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's so phenomenal, this spirit box. Like, you can hear the voices like how you hear us. Yeah. Like, it's, it's incredible. Really? It's amazing. How does so. spirit boxes work? Is it that it's... Does it's it going through radio frequencies? frequencies. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the and one. And it uses like an amplifier and all these different... Uh, so for people who are the, like me, it's kind of like Bumblebee from the Transformer. It scans the radio channels. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My nerd's coming out. <laughs> Your nerd is showing. Oh, man. That's, yeah. This, wow. is, this is awesome. So... If people want to find out more about your um, investigations and you guys have a website people can check out or is it? Yeah, all of our platforms, I believe, are Paranormal Spirit Seekers. Um, so we have a YouTube channel with all of our videos. That's a great place to go to, to see like our evidence. And uh, we also did like a really good Q&A one time. We have to do another one, actually, just to kind of update. But we also did a podcast with Paranormal A to Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did another podcast, yeah, with Paranormal A to Z. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Our website is ParanormalSpiritSeekers.com. We're going to post all your information on our social media feed so people can always find you. Have you actually had anybody contacted you believing their house has been haunted? Oh, good question. Yeah, we've had a couple people contact us. Unfortunately, you know, they'll contact us, we'll get back to them and... So it's been like a dead end kind yeah. of like we've had people reach out and then not. And then when we reach out, they don't respond. So it's kind of a dead end. But yeah. we really wanted to do this one in particular um, that was like an old cottage in Mus- I think it was in Muskoka. And uh, we really wanted to investigate that place. But then we never heard back. So that was kind of disappointing. And then we lost contact and everything. But that's like a goal for us, I think. And I feel like when they do reach out, I don't. I feel like they're like, okay, well, they probably won't get back to me. They're probably so busy, like they won't get back to me. It's just my house. And then when we do, they get scared and they're like, oh well, like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And we we had put out a thing on Kijiji um, saying that we were a paranormal team that was looking for you know local places or houses or whatever residences to investigate. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get. We thought we were going to get more people reaching out, but we didn't get much from that. So. Well, it sounds like you guys are also given a service. It's not like you're like, hey, we're going to charge you. Like, no, exactly. we will come to you. Just give us a location. We will do this for free. I know. And I find that in podcasting, we find that trying to organize certain uh, interviews, it's been kind of a challenge, too, because like there is this apprehension. People, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if they're fearful, like they said, yes, yes, yes. And then when it comes to it, they kind of back off and they're kind yeah. of scared. 
Yeah. yeah. Didn't you politely have someone basically say to you very politely, oh, like, yes, oh, I'm not going to man- interested. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to mention, like I said, you know, the podcast, we do a lot of research and we try to contact mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I've contacted a few places and I said, this is what we do. This it's basically free publicity. That's that's how I put it. It's like free advertising for you guys. You're not paying a dime. We're just coming in. We're going to interview and we're free advertising for you guys. And basically they just politely declined me, but in a very tongue in cheek kind of way. It was just, yeah, it was like, you know what? Screw you then. But I feel that's the misconception is that if we post something, it's free. Like it's, it's for educational purposes mm-hmm. and even, mm-hmm. you know, doing podcasts or doing interviews and we've been in magazines. It's not that we want the fame. It's that we want to educate and, and network too. and network. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's we don't, we don't really know like the investigation groups that we do know that we do keep in contact with. They're all based in Buffalo or, or New York. So we don't really know many other teams here in this area. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we hear like a team in Toronto or a team here or whatever, like we get we're genuinely excited because it's like, oh, my God, there's more people here that we can connect with and, you know, network. So, well, you have two new ones here uh, <laughs> where they're like, they're like, I'm the kind of like novice kind of person. I'm like, yeah, because I've been doing it for like I said, I've been doing this for many years and I've investigated many places, not as professionals you guys I don't have the equipment or everything but I am so if you guys ever want an extra person I am so for it sounds great that's good to know <laughs> I am great at we just want to do some um, bigger locations in the future and a lot of places will say minimum 10 people oh so <laughs> that's good to know yeah, I'm just saying yeah. she's brave and I'm great at bringing snacks and moral support so if you ever need anybody <laughs> it's true big. she oh will knit us gloves too she'll crochet us fingerless gloves <laughs> We actually go grocery shopping for snacks like the night of like when we're doing the investigation. If you guys could see how many snacks we buy, it's ridiculous. We actually overeat. Like we just like, oh my God, we snack way too much. And then we spend the whole night debunking stuff because our stomachs are growling like (laughs) because it's not used to like junk. We have like a 20 minute long clip from Wildwood Sanitarium where the four of us were sitting in a room and it's literally 20 minutes of either my stomach or Lucy's stomach <laughs> growling and Brittany A getting frustrated with the parabolic ears being like, oh, I heard a growl. And then it's like, sorry, that was me. Oh, I heard, I heard a mumble. Sorry, that was me. That like, it's literally hilarious. 20 minutes of that. So I'm not just saying this because of but it is such a quintessential like female thing, which is so funny. Cause like every misconception that girls, that we don't eat whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. When it comes to snacking, we snack hard. Oh, yeah. Beth yeah, and I are the do. same way. Like, we snack hard, so. so. We have this huge uh, cooler bag that we bring in. Yes. And honestly, these Love people it. places probably think that we're moving in. For the rest <laughs> <of them. laughs> it's, it's rough. And yeah. then we go to, like, I mean, like the grocery stores in the U.S. Oh, that's oh, cool stuff. They do. So it's oh, like, oh, oh we go my nuts. gosh, they got this. And they got There's that like four different stuff. flavors of Oreos. And yeah. Like, yes. And, and the, just end up eating so much. And it's Target. so funny because yeah. going home, like our cars aren't packed with shopping. It's packed with snacks. Yeah. That's <laughs> us. That's us. That's exactly what we do exactly too. Yeah. So don't worry. We're, well, we are kindred spirits. I'm loving this. Okay, so what is a quintessential snack then for investigating oh what is that oh okay so okay, okay. i already want to jump in and talk about mine because Brittany, <laughs> Brittany, <laughs> C loves pretzel nuggets 
That's like her so, staple. <laughs> the, and nice. I can only find them in the States. Yeah, so every time I go to the U.S., I'm like, pretzel nuggets. I got to find them. <laughs> I will buy a huge jar and eat the entire thing. It's like, not even it's a bad. jar. It's a tub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And then fruits and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's my obsession. Yeah. Mine would be like caramel and apples and Oreos. And oh, Oreos. Oh, my God. Yes. Oreos. Yes, different flavored Oreos. It's so true. Oh my gosh! They have yeah. apples and the fruits, like yeah. the like cheese. Yeah, and sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes yeah. we go to Dunkin' Donuts and we get like a dozen donuts, and oh. we get coffee because coffee is a must for me, like at any time, but especially for an investigation to keep me awake. That's fair. You guys are making That's me fair. so hungry right now. <laughs> yeah, we buy a whole pack of donuts for four people. Oh. <laughs> I, I really feel like we found our people with this. I know, we totally did. Here. I know. Like, spirits, like, believe in paranormal. Check. Perfect. Check. Like, likes to go haunted place. Check. Like snacks. Check. <laughs> you know, like, in horror books. Check. Like, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. It's, okay. So, this is a little bit off topic, but I was, I'm always curious about the connection between entertainment and urban legend and... I know a lot of kind of paranormal-themed TV shows have been filmed in the areas that you ladies are from. Shows like Hannibal and Black Mirror, Lost Girl, and my personal guilty pleasure, Shadowhunters, have all been filmed in the... I know, it's so... I love it's it, though. It's such a bad show. It's so bad, but it's such a bad <laughs> show. I know, it's like a car crash. I can't stop watching. But <laughs> they're all filmed in your area. So I was wondering if you guys have, in the past five years or so, arise in maybe Urban Legends or... Chat about that stuff. Yeah. Legends. I have not heard anything like that in a while, actually. Yeah. Hmm. And I didn't even know that all those shows were filmed here, too. I just found it out because I found out one of them was filmed there. I'm like, oh, I wonder what else is filmed up in that area. And because I have, like, visions of people walking by and seeing, like, these people dressed in black, like, fighting in the sword in the middle of the night, right? Orphan Black is my favorite, so... So I just well, if anything what's that from show? Hands Made Tale. Hands yeah, yeah. Tale. It was filmed over here too. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's Love that show. Yeah, but Urban Legends, no. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, I, I like hearing Urban Legends and stuff. So unfortunately, like I haven't heard any. Actually, we're lying. Kirby Road. Have you guys oh, heard of Kirby okay. Yes, I've heard Kirby Road, but I, I'm but not. Please, please tell heard. Yeah. I don't. So, like, I've heard about it, but I don't know the story of it. I don't know what year, so don't quote me on it, but apparently there was a car accident and there used to be a farmer that lived there and his daughter was the one um, that was in the car with her friends. They got into a car accident and now she has a tombstone on the side of the road and um, the house is still there. You can go into the house. Apparently people say that they see her in the tree and if they park on the road they can see lights coming up and people tapping on windows and things like that so it's pretty interesting it almost sounds like a ghost road in port perry yeah yeah i've actually been there like to kirby road and i've seen like the tombstone and like the farm and everything i never had those experiences but i do find like it's eerie i do still find like an eeriness about it but hey can you explain to our listeners where kirby road is it's Highway 27 in Kirby. Oh, okay, Highway 27. Okay, in Vaughn. Okay. That's good to know for our uh, listeners so when they they listen, they can uh, kind of figure it out. So before we go, we have yeah. – I just want to say thank you so yes, much, this ladies. Has awesome. This has been thank amazing. You. I Like Beth said, I think we found some kindred spirits. Honestly, if you guys ever need two extra investigators, we are here. Um, we're actually trying to set up a paranormal and a um, investigating slash – 
podcast interview at uh, the Ottawa Jail as well coming up soon. Mm. That would be interesting. Yeah. So if you guys ever want to team up with that, because like we love to bring extra people in. Like I said, we can do a live podcast in there, get on the spot kind of like reactions and just probably get some like cool evidence. It'd be awesome to do that. Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah, Yeah. that's actually, yeah. So we just, like I say, like, it's been amazing to meet up with you ladies. You guys are awesome. People do check them out. We are going to post everything that we need about these awesome ladies and what they do and awesome services that they provide for here in the GTA, in the greater GTA area. I have to explain that all the time. People look at me like I'm like, what? We have a lot of American friends like, what? Like, I try to explain to them. I'm like, okay. Yes. The GTA, yes. They're all like, what is that? Isn't that a video game? Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, 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 sweetie. You kind of look like, oh, you're pretty. No, it's not. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you guys. have been awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having having us. us. It's been great to, like, connect with people that are actually closer to us than the United States. Yes, exactly. And exactly. So we, we, like I said, we feel like kindred spirits. Like, as Millhouse said, this is what it sounds like when doves cry, when you finally meet people (laughs) that you're like, yes, I feel you. I totally feel you. (laughs) So before we go, we actually like to do this with every episode and even with our uh, guests that we have. We have a magic eight ball. And you guys get to ask a question. So what question would you guys like to ask the Magic 8-Ball? Lucy wants to ask if she's going to win the lottery. Okay. (laughs) Is Lucy going to win the lottery? And it says, without a doubt. You can see, look. That means we are going to get our (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. Now, the question is how much you're going to win, right? So you can win anything from $10. So will she win enough? To get it. Also, so now oh. Lucy's saying she wants to buy a place. Yeah. Well, earlier Lucy said that if if she won a million dollars, she would buy a whole bunch of ten thousand dollars spirit boxes and have them all on at the same time, so that the spirits could like talk to each other. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> but that would be hilarious. And then we and then we then we can host then we can host a podcast, podcast and have them on. <laughs> Yeah, your podcast would be like spirits arguing with each other. <laughs> It'd be like the Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. Paranormal. Yes. Oh my gosh, oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be the best show ever. Jerry Springer, the paranormal world. Oh. Or her, like Geraldo Rivera before he got all crazy and then Jerry got thrown in by the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Like, that would be that. me because like and then a chair would come flying. Oh, like, I did not say that. Okay, any more questions? Will we make it to Tala this year? Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum for anyone who doesn't know what Tala is. Yes, Tala. <laughs> it says, ask again later. Oh, that's rude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My magic A-ball's got sass. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. She's, she's from Scarborough, after all. <laughs> she's from Scarborough. So we are from Scarborough, so sorry. Okay, so we usually do a random Canadian facts <laughs> in between and the best awesome um, special effects, the sound effects she's been doing for us. But before we go, it's funny because we always put two facts about the weirdest crap about Canada that people don't know. So it's funny you guys talked about donuts because Beth, would you like, yeah, Beth yes, is okay. going to do the random facts today. So Canada consumes the most donuts in the world and has the most donut shops per capita than any other country in the world. We love our donuts up here. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. See, I would have thought America would be close there. <laughs> America. With their uh, Dunkin' Dunkin Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. I guess our Timmy's just edges them out just uh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. And 
Okay, one more. You approach. have another food-related one, I think. I, I, okay, so apparently Canada <laughs> this makes me laugh because I'm just thinking about college days. So Canada consumes more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world. What? I believe it. Why does it seem like we are the ones like eating the most when <laughs> that does not <laughs> That sounds awful of me, but I mean the portions in America are so much larger. Yes. You would think yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, it just coming from New Orleans where I'm not joking when they pour your shot like here, like in Canada, it feels like they put a Q-tip in alcohol and just rub your glass and then just, yeah. that's it. There they like, it was like, I could not believe it was like two shots or three and then a splash of like whatever it was. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was strong. <laughs> yeah, the I'm alcohol so there actually, that's a good point. It's a lot, it's a yeah. lot stronger. Oh, I was going to say. Well, their, their beer sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's very watered down. The beer is yeah, the beer is watered down, but their alcohol consumption and in terms of like portions are just huge. Huge. So wow. So on that note, I just want to say thank you, thank ladies, for being you. here again once again. And That's we just awesome. is awesome. And we would love to have you guys on again if you ever want to. So Yes, sure. Thank for you sure. for having us. Thanks, no thanks for having us. Thank okay, you. ladies, take care. Bye. 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 Bye.